You're listening to the Raccoon Roundtable podcast, episode number 26. I'm your host, David Ori. I'm here with my co-host, Chris Agana. And today we spoke about uh, the why, why we do raccoon rounds and facing uh, different risks and talking about the perfect resilience to counter that. And if you're listening, you are raccoon rounds. Remember that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up in life, you have a list of risks that you deal with and a list of resilience, right? Will that be your socioeconomic um, factors in your life, maybe your background, where you're being raised, um, you know, your financial situation with your family. But we want to be a part of the resilience of your life, right? What if, if there's something you're worried about, whether it's going through school, your career, even like maybe personal decisions. Um, because like David said, if I could give myself like 10 years ago advice, you know, my 20 year old, 18 year old Chris, what would it be? Hey, before we get started, let's hear a word from our show sponsor. Are you having trouble writing a personal statement? Trust me, you're not alone. We've all been there. Sometimes the hardest part is getting started. That's why Personal Storytellers created a free mini course to do just that. The course takes you step by step on how to get started writing a personal statement, taking your stories, weaving them together into a true personal statement. And the course is free, so check it out. You can find it on raccoonroundsofficial.com. They also have workshops on reviewing and revising your personal statements. All the resources are there, so check it out at raccoonroundsofficial.com forward slash personal storytellers. You're listening to the Raccoon Roundtable podcast. Here's where we all come together, share our stories about our struggles, mindset, and goals so that we all can get to the places we want to go. We appreciate you being here, and we hope you enjoy the episode. All right, man. So I guess uh, my question for you today is the why. Why Why are we doing this? Why are we doing Reckon Rounds? The big why, man. It's always about the big why. We talk about this a lot, too. Just it, offline, of course. We talk about like why we're, why we're doing this, why we are compelled to, to make these decisions that, you know, you, all of us that's, that are involved in Raccoon Rounds have a life outside of Raccoon Rounds, you know? We have jobs, we have school, we have families to take care of, but, you know, we still come back and, you know, provide the the fuel for the for the platform right and i feel like every time we talk we come together and talk about you know like what are what's our why what's our why it's just like ignites the ignites the fire again you know that's what's crazy mm-hmm. but my why there's there's so many reasons why i i i do this and why i want to continue to do this and i guess answering the question without answering your question it's like you know, we've more recently been targeting younger kids. Um, we've been targeting a different demographic than we previously were, maybe like people that are starting their careers in college and high school, even that we could talk to as if we were talking to our younger selves, right? And we have the ability to do that because, like you, like you mentioned earlier it's like we go through and have all these experiences and now it's like we can finally reflect on everything that's happened from uh then until now and provide advice and hopefully get people to to realize that you know 
the, the positive things that can come come about their decisions that maybe we could have made differently, but that they have the opportunity to make currently, you know? Yeah, for sure. I, I think um, in the first couple episodes that I joined, it was a lot of talk of um, kind of like what motivates me internally. And then, of course, with my family. And then we talked a lot about how we want to be able to have certain conversations with our friends, with our peers. And now that we're kind of adjusting to another generation, uh, younger generation, um, you know, it kind of makes it makes you think about, think about a recent episode. I think it's episode 24 with with your guest, Marianne. And all I could think of was, man, she, this girl at her age has such a great mindset, such great confidence, um, still trying to probably figure out who she is, but she's got a really good head on her shoulders. And the first thing I thought of, man, this girl must have been raised around some great resilience. And learning in school uh, back in college was, you know, growing up in life, you have a list of risks that you deal with and a list of resilience, right? Will that be your socioeconomic um, factors in your life? Maybe your background, where you're being raised, um, you know, your financial situation with your family. But we want to be a part of the resilience of your life, right? What if, if there's something you're worried about, whether it's going through school, mm -hmm. your career, even like maybe personal decisions. Um, because like David said, if I could give myself like 10 years ago advice, you know, my 20 year old, or 18 year old Chris, what would it be, right? If you go back in time or maybe like write a note, send it back in the time machine. <laughs> but it's, it's I, I think a big part of it is that we want to be a part of resilience for every generation, right? Even if you're a parent trying to know how to speak to your, to your child or maybe a, a sibling or a friend. Um, but I think that's the main thing because if you have a certain amount of, if if you if your resilience outweighs your risk you're going to succeed in life because uh, whatever tries to pull you down you're going to get through it right dude i love that man we we're we're contributing to the resilience right of mm -hmm. whatever generation is out there you know because the the um i was going to say opportunity but the um the risk of anybody getting mm -hmm. knocked down by you know, the things that they encounter, the struggles, the obstacles, the barriers to, to certain things that happens all throughout life. Right. And there's always that risk for anybody, whether they're 12 or whether they're 112. There's always that risk that, you know, they're going to get knocked down and maybe not be able to get back up. Right. But as long as we're able to contribute to the mindset or whatever environment that's able to help them help anybody get back up you know that's that's the important part you know maybe we're not the reason why but maybe we've contributed to some reason why and i think that's very very powerful you know a question for you uh when let's say you're finishing high school getting uh, towards college where were some of the risks that you thought were um, that you faced in your environment or just some, some of your experiences? Hmm, you mean like risks as in problems or, or challenges? Yeah, I guess, I guess risks that, uh, yeah, challenges, something that may um, impact you negatively. Hmm. Um, not specifically like risk, not specifically like health or maybe not financial, but like just your motivation to succeed or maybe just your, your path of where you want to be. Mm -hmm. I think uh, one that sticks out um, more than the others is uh, self-esteem. Uh, you know, my perception in other people's eyes 
uh, you know, that feel like that's, especially at that age for me, it was like a big driving factor, you know, how I was perceived and what I, what I looked like, um, you know, not only what I looked like physically, but what I looked like academically, you know, to people that have maybe never even seen me before. And then how do I look like on, on this sheet of paper that is going to be presented to them, uh, you know, went to come college admission uh, time or, even like the perception with my friends, you know, the perception at school, um, my perception at my church, uh, you know, with my family, you know, who, am I like the, do am I living up to the standard that, uh, you know, was, was outlined maybe by my community, by society, by my parents, by my friends, my friend group, you know, there was all those things that contributed to what I thought I was supposed to be. And the question of whether or not I was living up to that standard that I was holding myself to, right? That was a, I felt like that was a huge thing uh, when I was, when I was, you know, growing up, going, getting ready to go from high school to college. What's crazy is that I went to college. So I was born and raised in Chicago and I moved to LA for, for college and I knew nobody. One person from my high school also moved to LA and went to uh, uh, USC. So there was only one other person from my like hometown in this state that I moved to. And that honestly gave me the opportunity to like reinvent myself. I didn't have to hold myself to that standard of perception that maybe I was holding myself to in Chicago. And I felt it was almost like a feeling of like liberation, like a breath of fresh air that I was able to, you know, a weight lifted off my shoulder that I didn't have to do that. You know, so I feel like that's a, a big thing at that time in, in, in your life. What about you? Did you experience anything like that or anything, you know, similar? Uh, you know, I think for me, one of the, I don't know if it's a risk, but it's more of, um, me, I wish I could, you know, talk to myself in the past is prioritization of your life, knowing mm -hmm. uh, what's most important to you at the moment. Um, and just looking down five years, uh, five years ahead or 10 years ahead, you know, just really knowing what your goals were. Um, I think I mentioned it probably in the last podcast, but I mean, it's not that I didn't take school seriously or I didn't take, you know, like how I was going to make money as I got older seriously. It's more of what was more important to, uh, to me at the time, right? So I think I mentioned it was social life where it's like friends and at the time, maybe a girlfriend. And I, I, I God, this is cheesy, but <laughs> I'm a Disney guy. I'm a Disney fan. I grew up where I was like, I'm going to meet the girl of my dreams. So it was like, whichever girl, you know, I would be with is what I would prioritize, right? Mm. Not saying that's a bad thing, but it's like, I didn't put myself first, right? I was trying to put maybe... A partner or a significant other first when I should have been like how can I take care of somebody when I can't take care of myself right truth truth right there bro <laughs> that's the and, truth and I, one thing that my dad would tell me as I was younger which I should have held on to and really believed him was that you know and, and it sounds harsh but it's like as much as you may be in love with somebody or feel like you're in love with somebody like like uh, money can't feed a mouth I mean, I'm talking, yeah, sorry. Love can't beat a mouth. Sorry about that. Opposite. <laughs> Love can't beat a mouth. Right. True, so it's like man. you have to be able to provide. Your dad told you that. 
Yeah, is what he would tell me. Because I mean, my dad got my dad and my mom got uh, married really young, like I want to say eighteen, nineteen years old. So my dad had to join the navy. You know, had to provide right away. Um, had my sister and I really young. Um, so I, I guess for me, it's it was it's not per se a risk. I think it's more of just a mindset. It was just make, making sure that I knew my my priorities were putting yourself first, uh, not selfishly, but just knowing that you have to invest in yourself first. I, I got right? a question for you on that, man. Like, sure. how how would you go about convincing your younger self that hey, the goals that you got maybe aren't you know in the right order? Maybe you should look at it this way. How do you how do you even convince yourself? Like, if you had a chance to sit down with younger Chris and be like, "Hey, I got some advice for you." Like, how do you even approach that? I think it is to remind younger Chris that, and there's there's not a lot of guarantees in life, and love is one of them, right? <laughs> so it's like as much as you try to invest in in a relationship, or you try to, you feel like you're doing the right things, that you know things don't work out all the time. So what does work out when you invest in yourself? Because if something goes wrong with a relationship or a job or maybe with school, your career, that if you're still learning, you're still prioritizing your your goals first, that if one thing doesn't work out, there's still some kind of path that you can follow, right? There's still maybe something you can fall back on. But if you put your time and effort and maybe a, another person or maybe just one particular interest, then uh, you might be setting yourself short, right? you're not investing in yourself. So that's the number one thing I'd probably tell myself, invest in yourself by learning more about what else is out there in life, career-wise, you know, something that you can really shape your goals around. Uh, it's not enough to say that you're not sure, that, you know, there's maybe not enough people you know they can talk to. It's like, you have to just go out and get, like what Marianne said, there's opportunities out there. It's up to you to go out there and get it, right? Yeah. Uh, I wish I had met her when I was 18 years old, right? <laughs> tell me this advice. But... Um, yeah, I guess a, a follow-up question for you as far as you said that um, something that could be considered a risk was like self-esteem and per perception. If you could talk to yourself, you know, like when you're at that age, what would be a resilience factor to, to let your, your younger self know how to overcome this? See, like that's – I was actually going to comment on on kind of what you said. Very similar similar vein, right? It's It's not about – how people see you it's about how you see you right it's about mm -hmm. how what's your perception of you you know like you need to be looking at that or at least you know my my younger self was looking so much at how do these other people see me how does how do these schools see me how do my parents see me and i didn't even define how i saw myself you know, and that's like that needs to be concrete, you know, as soon as you as soon as it can be, you know, and, and I don't say that, you know, once you find out who you are, it's like that forever because who you are changes, you know, you grow, you know, you're, you're you learn things and you learn things about yourself that you didn't know before. So that's that's still it's still changing, but it still needs to be solid. You need to know, you need to understand uh, who you are in this moment in your life. And I, w I wish I had, if I, if, again, if I had a time machine to talk to myself back then, it would be to say something like along those lines, right? It's like, 
you know, before you can expect to understand why other people see you in this way, you need to understand why you see yourself in this way. And before you even can understand why you see yourself in this way, you need to understand how you see yourself. Absolutely. Right. It's, I feel like there's so many people out there that that's still a question mark. Mm-hmm. But when you, when you find someone that doesn't matter how young, how old they are, if you find someone that their perception of themselves is understood and is solid, you can tell. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think you, once you've kind of realized and you, and you self-reflect, you have to question yourself, are you happy with who I am? Right. And, and if you're not, what are you going to do about that? Right? <laughs> That's the next steps, man. That's the next steps. Yeah. Right. But you have to be careful to be where, uh, to have a mindset where, okay, are you not happy with, with yourself for the right reasons? Are you being too hard on yourself? You know, um, you got to boost up your confidence a little bit, understand who you are and that, you know, there's people who will look at you a lot more positive light than, than you would think. I think the framework for that though, is like your values. Mm. right like because that that's what you know really is a that's what shapes that conversation that you have with yourself you know about if you're happy or not with if, with yourself right it's those values that you mm-hmm. hold right and and i think that's kind of what's that forms like um the building blocks of of finally being able to assess whether or not hey do i this person that i understand myself to be Am I happy with that person? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, and I guess just thinking of other other ways that we've run into like other risk or, or bumps, what what else would you say do you do you think? <clears throat> oh man, I think at that time I would honestly say <laughs> things that so when you ask me I, I think about like, what are things that held me back? Right. Mm-hmm. And dude, a lot, a lot of times it was relationships with people. Mm. Like sometimes, at least for me back then, I felt like I was, I was like holding on to friendships that weren't really friendships. I was holding on to relationships that probably weren't relationships at that time anymore you know Mm -hmm. and that's what held me held maybe them the person on the other end of that friendship or relationship back just because kind of like what you said it's it's a lot of you're devoting so much time and so much um energy so much mental energy towards something and you know just toxic toxic relationships and they don't have to be with like a, a significant other toxic relationships with, you know, friends, with, with acquaintances, with friend groups that I knew that I shouldn't have, you know, been a part of anymore. You know, it was, uh, it was too long and, and I've learned too much about this group that it was, it, again, it, it kind of contradicted what I, what I valued in life. Mm-hmm. That kind of held me back. Yeah. And it's, I guess, when you think of those you're surrounding yourself with, I mean, it's a part of also investing in yourself, right? If they aren't helping you get better some way, 
then you have to reanalyze, right? You have to figure out, you know, what it's, and it's not a selfish mentality because there's, I mean, there's some people that are just part of your life because, you know, whatever reason they were there for you, there's some kind of loyalty, but then there's other people where you have to say, why am I spending so much time? I'm investing so much in this relationship when I know that maybe they're bringing me, they're holding me back, like you said, or maybe I'm just not getting what I, what I'm hoping to grow as a person. Right. And my thing is that, you know, some, Sometimes it's like you realize that maybe this relationship or these friendships, they're not, I guess you would you could say, for lack of a better word, productive, right? They're not productive, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you can make them productive. You can change, again, these things change, they're fluid. You can make uh, the relationship or the dynamic of a friend group, the, you know, the relationships of a family productive, better. You can improve them. You got to just provide value. You know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. that value can come from anywhere. It can com- come from, you know, things that you learn at school. It can come from, you know, different groups can provide value and then you take that value and then bring it to your family, right? It's, it's you know, these things can be constructive. They don't necessarily, it's not about, you know, when we talk about, you know, what are these risks, these barriers, these challenges, obstacles that got in the way when you were younger, it's not that we're saying, you know, get rid of them. It's like, if you identify one that is, maybe you can change it. Mm. You, maybe you can improve it to, mm-hmm. to improve you. You know, it's, that's, the, it's, that's the mindset shift, you know? Yeah, for sure. And would, would you say you start that off by just starting the conversation, just trying? Do you and I both know how many things have changed in our own lives just by changing the conversation mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. how ma- how many things in our lives have taken a turn for the positive just by changing the conversation absolutely yeah whether it's um goal oriented or even value based i mean it's like just having the conversation being able to kind of open up and expose yourself a little bit it can go a long way can go a long way and then the thing is you look back and you won't even realize how far it's gone until you're already so far from where you were so besides uh listening to raccoon rouse that was a plug right there (laughs) how would you recommend um you know anybody who's listening to address some of the risks or anything that be holding it back how how else can they be resilient do you think and it's there there's in this day and age, there are so many platforms, resources, people, groups to be connected with that there's no excuse, man. There's no excuse anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't you can't sit and like go through through life without having access to to those types of things whether it's with a physical person, whether it's online, you know, whether it's in, um, you know, in a group, in a workshop, in a community, in school, like there's so many things and access now to those things is easy. You know, all you got to do is it's now it's not a problem of access to resources. It's a problem with effort. Mm-hmm. Initiative, right? right? Initiative. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's perfect. You just got to put in the work and then you'll see the results. 
Yeah, I will say that that's also, that's an issue when I was younger too, right? Taking initiative and being able to take that first step because th there are mentors out there that, or just people out there that you see as a role model, you know, even if it's not the person their entirety because you only see them, for example, at school, maybe a teacher, you only see them for X amount of hours a week. But if there's something that you recognize in a person that you look up to, whatever that um, maybe feature may be or whatever is about their personality or maybe their success, reach out to them. Why not, right? I mean, a, a mentorship isn't always like this long commitment that it sounds like. It could just be a 30-minute a, a talk of advice. Hell yeah, You know, man. like one day, a few times a week, you know, why not? Just go out there and reach out, right? Dude, your peers are your mentors too. Dude, you're one of my mentors, man, for real. You're one of my mentors, man. I love you, All bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, but you're you're completely right, man. It's not mentorship is 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 such a formal word you know mm -hmm. but it's some it describes something that's so casual that can be so casual you know oh yeah especially with the way of how of, of communication is now i yeah. mean like text messages right <laughs> so it's it's it things are a lot easier i think and i think um as long as you can find uh the the courage to reach out you, you have to you just have to reach out to anybody that you might feel like you can gain gain something from, right? And that's what builds up that, you know, the resilience. Mm -hmm. You know, that's it 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 grows from those types of things, you know, it fuels those types of things. And like that's what I guess to, to kind of bring it back full circle, right? Like that's what we try to do. You know, on a day to day basis, not only on this platform, talking to all of you, whoever's listening. Right. This is what we do on a day to day basis for each other. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what we do for each other. And like, that's the real why. You know, that's the real why. Exactly. So if, if you're listening right now and maybe this is what you hear to take that step to reach out to somebody, we may not be like direct mentors to you, but we could be that voice in your ear that says, just go for it, man. Prioritize the right reason. Realize your value, right? So all those little things, If when you hear this constantly and, you know, repetitively, it's going to only make you a better person. Damn. I love it, man. I love it. That was great. <laughs> all right. Dude, anything else you want to add to that? That was... No, man, I, I think that that's a good way to start. Hopefully everybody, I mean, can realize what might be holding them back and, and ways to overcome them, you know?